I'm Tony Thompson. Do you EBO? He's an author and executive director of the Quiet Science Coalition in with the um, can't uh, Heartland. I can't think of words right now because I'm so stinking tired. Steve Gorham is here to talk about his book, Green Breakdown, The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. Hi, Steve. Hi, Vaughn. How you doing? I'm doing great. Well, I can't <laughs> think of the rest of the Heartland. Is it just the Heartland Institute? It is the Heartland Institute okay. in Chicago Conservative Group. Good group. Yeah, very good group. I have them on from time to time. I just couldn't think. Now, I've had you on for your mad, mad, mad world of climatism outside the green box. I've had you on for yeah. all of those. you got another one now. Yeah. Uh, green Breakdown, the Coming Renewable Energy Failure. And uh, we have a situation where uh, today the wealthy part of the world, about one-seventh of the population, the United States, Europe, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and a few others, are pushing to get to so-called net zero by 2050. And net zero means uh, they want to eliminate all of the carbon dioxide emissions from everything we do. If you build a house or heat a house or you have uh, use electrical power or transportation or heavy industry, all those things release uh, carbon dioxide. They're pushing to get rid of all of, of those emissions by 2050. And uh, that is an important it's beyond reach out. It's really a, a beyond a wish and a prayer. Even it's not going to happen. Um, we're, these uh, renewable fuels really can't uh, replace our hydrocarbons uh, on any kind of an economic basis, and so this is all going to fall apart. <laughs> over I think the next it already is. Decades. If you watch, Steve, I mean, we're seeing a lot of people getting laid off in the electric truck industry. Um, yeah. For some reason, people just aren't buying into the fact that an electric truck can do what they need it to. It can, but if you run out of gas or run out of fuel or charge on the side of a mountain, you're yep. going to be there for a while. Yeah, the trucks, uh, cars, uh, demand is slowing down as well. We have a bunch of early adopters that have bought Teslas and other things, but uh, inventories are way up. Sales are getting much, much harder. And there are issues with electric vehicles, of course. Uh, charging is the biggest problem. And uh, we have issues with uh, uh, cold weather, for example, up mm-hmm. in Chicago area. They don't charge outside when it gets down to about 10 degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> well, <laughs> which, I... mean, which is a pretty big issue if you're trying to charge at home or anywhere that, that you don't have a heated garage. So, right, right. Uh, I'm from North Dakota, so I don't know well, anybody up there besides the friends <laughs> I do have. One built a charger right in his garage for yeah. his electric car, and I'm like... More power to you, but you're the only one I know who can afford that. Well, and then he's got to heat his garage all winter, too, if he wants to run his car. I mean, yeah. I w- I've got a heater in my garage, but I don't want to run it all winter. That would cost me a ton. Yeah. So uh, there are some issues yet. But, you know, the real problem is that we have a bunch of government officials that are trying to force everybody to change to electric vehicles. Uh, we ought to let them just develop uh, uh, as the market demands, forcing people with the idea that you can stop the oceans from rising or make the storms less severe, that's uh, that's modern superstition. And silliness. It's just absolute silliness. I can't stand it anymore. It is scientific that the world is changing on her own, but you driving something that gives off carbon dioxide, which plants need, by the way, makes yep. zero sense to me. And if they're going to talk about, you know, culling our cattle numbers and, and different sorts of animals because of their farts, um, I suggest they go to the swamps and all the methane. If you stomp on the ground of the swamp, you can fill a container with methane, release it, and light it on fire. So are we going to ban swamps 
What are we going to do, Steve, with all of our methane gas? Yeah, termites termites uh, globally are real big methane emitters, too. we got to get rid of all them and yeah. all the insects. And should be about as I, easy as getting as many power chargers in as we need, getting rid of termites completely. I think, we, <laughs> I think we've got a similar task. Well, I, was, I wrote an article a number of years ago when they were fighting over the Keystone Pipeline before President Biden shut it down. Such but uh, idiot. Uh, the, uh, it actually turns out that house cats emit, emit more carbon dioxide when they exhale than, than the Keystone Pipeline would, the house cats in the United States. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a ubiquitous material that's given off by every process. And then, as you say, great for plants, helping the plants grow and nah. And uh, so just, just we're kind of beyond uh, any kind of sense on this. Yeah, my, my plants are thriving in my house, and I've got a black thumb. So how that's happening, now I know what it is. It's because my cats are breathing. Thank you, Steve, <laughs> for clearing that up for me. All right, okay. so it's, it's not just the net zero agenda that's forcing people to just kind of say, I'm not doing it. It's, it's not petulance. It's you're not going to tell me what I can and can't do in the land of, and home of the brave and the land of the free. You're just not going to dictate how it's going to go for reasoning that about a third of the population agrees with. Well, that's what the federal government's trying to do, and that is mm-hmm. one of the uh, uh, big problems in the, in the coming green, green breakdown, the, the idea that we'll have less freedom because uh, government officials are saying, okay, you can't drive a gasoline car anymore. You can't even drive a hybrid car because it has an internal combustion engine. You have to go to a pure plug-in electric. No. We're going to make those laws. They've, they've, they're doing that in California, in uh, uh, New Mexico, in Washington State, in uh, Oregon, New York. Uh, second thing is they don't want you to have a gas uh, stove. can't use so a gas dumb. stove. There's, there's a lot of folks that have, have a lot of uh, communities that have passed laws against that, and that's, that's again, very foolish. What are restaurants so less, less supposed to do? freedom is one of the problems. Yeah, what are restaurants supposed to do without gas stoves? There's some well, things you, know, you kinda, can't cook without a gas stove. It's kind of interesting. The city of Berkeley, California, was the first city to outlaw gas uh, appliances and new construction, gas stoves. And they were sued by the uh, restaurant owners in California who said, hey, we want to cook with gas. We have and to. That was that, that earlier this year, uh, the restaurant owners won. The Ninth Circuit Court, which is not a conser- conservative court, voted 3-0 to zero against the city of Berkeley, saying you can't ban a natural gas in new construction. It's actually a 1975 United States energy law prohibits that. Uh, and we have, a, we have a battle going on across the, uh, the uh, country right now. We have six states where uh, cities and, and towns have, bas- have banned natural gas, but we have 19 states that have passed laws saying if you're a city or, or a county, you can't ban uh, gas. You can't tell people what kind of energy they have to use. So uh, it's, a, it's a big battle that's raging. The, the folks that are doing the bans get all the uh, headlines, but not the uh, states that have said uh, you can't ban gas. You know what's funny to me, Steve? The states and communities, Berkeley's always nuts, but the states and communities who are trying to do these bans are also the ones saying we need to be more humane and take care of more people, but they are pricing them out of being able to have anything because natural gas is one of the cheapest things there is, and it keeps costs down. They don't think about the economy whatsoever. Freedom's out the door with these folks because they're smarter than all of us because they have that paper on the wall. Some of the dumbest people I know have a paper on the wall and a DR in front of their name, but I'm not saying that's everyone. But they don't know how other people live, so they don't get it. They there don't is understand. a big wealth. 
there's a big wealth transfer going on that's part of the green movement. Uh, we're subsidizing electric vehicles that cost uh, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. There's a big federal tax subsidy for that. We're subsidizing uh, charging stations. Uh, there are many. There are places that are, as you say, as we said, banning natural gas, so that appliances are going to cost more, and to use appliances is going to cost more. There's even uh, some communities in California. I think some t- uh, cities in California have passed rules saying you have to have solar cells on any new construction on your roof, and that raises the, the cost of, of housing for people. So we have all this sort of stuff going on. Not to mention that just wind and solar by themselves raise electricity rates. Again, California is a great example. In the last three years, California has passed up all of New England to become the second highest electricity-priced state in the nation behind uh, Hawaii. And in green California, electricity costs about double any western state. Uh, by the way, um, about, about two and a half times uh, Missouri. Missouri is one of the lowest uh, uh, electricity states in the country, and you have uh, right now about uh, 75% of your electricity comes from coal. Yeah, because we're not so, stupid. That's why. You're, that's right. We're you not make stupid. Some sense. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's why there are so many combustible U-Hauls leaving California because Newsom has gone nuts, and so have all the raging lunatics who are coming up with these ideas in the first place. I mean, who sat down, Steve, and said, "Let's start banning gas stoves and ceiling fans and every other stinking thing that people." desperately need and use daily who yeah. i mean who sits down and comes up with this crap well this is driven by the climate groups uh, back uh, back about january there were a bunch of articles written about health issues from gas stoves but if you and that was those were all in the press you look at who wrote those and these are all climate groups these weren't medical groups talking about health issues from gas stoves and they said well you get too much nitrous oxide if you run your gas stove <laughs> but the way they the way they come up with this data is they take a kitchen and they seal it in plastic and then they they turn on the uh the stove and the oven and after a couple hours yeah it it, it uh, goes above EPA uh, nitrous uh, nitrogen dioxide standards but there's no way with a normal house that would happen you have to create an artificial situation so this is all again driven by the fear of man-made warming uh which i call climatism and uh, so that's where the war on gas stoves is coming from. Right. And, you know, people call me a climate change denier. I don't deny the climate is changing. Or we wouldn't find, as <laughs> I've told you before, remnants of palm trees from the Mesozoic area or whatever it was in places like North Dakota. You know, we're digging uh, up mesosaurs. Yeah. It used to be underwater. It used to be, like, tropical. So I'm pretty sure we didn't put that stuff there. It's the <laughs> earth was changing on her own and she will continue to do no matter what we do to try to stop it i've never met a person who doesn't think the climate changes if you find that person let me know i mean the real question is we all know the climate changes the question is what causes it mm-hmm. and the overwhelming evidence is that natural factors uh the solar system the oceans the atmosphere the land those things are changing all the time man-made emissions are a very very small part mm-hmm and we should we should be good stewards of the planet. So stop sending me the conservatives don't care about water and air. We've got cleaner water and air than we've ever had. Even where the conservatives are in charge, especially where conservatives are in charge, because y'all don't want to let the the punishment fit the crime for just about anything, including littering. But his new book is called Green Breakdown: The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. It will fail because it will destroy the economy, and at some point.
point people are going to wake up and say no to all of these people. Can you imagine Gavin Newsom as, as the president? Think about that, Steve. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. <laughs> He'd be Biden on steroids. It would be terrible. All right. So where do people get your book, sir? Right. Green Breakdown is available at Amazon. Uh, you can get uh, ebooks as well at as Amazon, Apple, uh, Barnes & Noble, and Google. Or they can uh, go to my website, Steve Gorham, G-O-R-E-H-A-M.com, and I can send them a signed copy. Yeah, and the thing is, this planned green energy transition is how, how Steve puts it, but renewable energy is fine, and it is an alternative, but it should not be force-fed to people when we right. can't afford it. I'm barely standing above water the way it is. With the cost right. of everything, so. yeah. If you if you have a if you have a gasoline car, if you have a gas stove, if you use electricity, be a good idea to get this book. See what people are trying to do and and how it's all going to fall apart. Right. And if you like your electric stove, good for you. I hate cleaning my electric stove. It's such a process. It's so hard to get stuff off, but you get it off. But anyway, um, the oil and energy industry are a huge part of this economy, so we really better think hard before we take all of that and throw it away. It's not about supporting big oil. It's about supporting being able to afford to do things. It's that simple. Yep. All right. Steve, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Fawn. Until the next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. That's Steve